see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. More and more companies are unraveling the transformative power of digital technologies in manufacturing. On this episode, we welcome Amit Patel, Director of Intelligent Automation at Emerson, as he dives into digital transformation, emphasizing its role in deploying tools and technologies for real-time insights and informed decision-making. Patel highlights the floor-to-cloud approach, advocating for a start-small-and-scale-fast mindset. Also hear how energy monitoring boosts sustainability, aids skills development, and enhances productivity. Let's have a listen. So, with all the fancy introductions out of the way, welcome to the podcast, Amit. Thanks for having me, Sean. I appreciate it. So, we're really going to delve into um, a bunch of different topics involving uh, floor to cloud. But one thing I was hoping you could kind of explain for some of our listeners who might not be familiar is, can you explain digital transformation for anyone that might be unfamiliar with the term? Yeah, absolutely. You know, digital transformation is 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 such a a, a commonplace word, if you will, that's that's uh, across our industry. And, you know, oftentimes when I ask um, one individual to another customer, um, oftentimes uh, you get kind of different responses, but there is a common thread. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I hope in my response here, I can sort of demystify some of that. And, you know, digital transformation um, is, is really um, a, a journey. It's a journey that an organization and its people uh, take on to deploy digital tools and technologies at scale, right? Um, and ultimately with the goal to understand four main criteria, I think. It's what happened yesterday in my plant, what's happening now in real time, what's gonna happen tomorrow, um, predictive, right? And, and, and what, what should I do next? And, and that's prescriptive, right? Um, so it's it's really a, a combination of, of technology and people coming together um, to to deploy um, those tools and create value at scale. It's it's a great way of summarizing it because, like you said, tra- digital transformation can get a bunch of different answers and and have a bunch of different uh, explanations when you ask somebody for something specific about that. What would be the parts and the and the tools that that are utilized on the line to to ma- or then the operations to make up the digital? transformation like what technologies and stuff would be the the kind of the key points of that yeah um i would say it sort of falls in 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 three major categories right so the tools and technologies can can fit in in three main um categories that i said is are you digitizing uh, a machine or an operation then the next layer is how do you digitalize it right start to um 
move away from analog and get digital types of signals. And then, of course, with that, then you can begin to really automate. And to sort of go back to your question, you know, the, the types of tools and technologies, it's really driven around um, fundamentally sensors. You know, sensors mm -hmm. are kind of the backbone um, to digital transformation because you create that data, you unlock trap data, um, and you use that data uh, to contextualize it. And how you contextualize it um, can, can happen in several ways. And you're seeing a huge um, shift or, let's say, adoption in edge technology. And edge technology is a perfect um, tool, technology that lets you collect data on-prem or off-site and um, collect, analyze, and push that, that data or now information, if you will, to... Um, larger systems and servers where you can really begin to tap into see this is what's happening at my enterprise level or this is what's happening at my machine level. Um, and that's just one example of, 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 of the vast amount of tools that are available um, in the umbrella of digital transformation. Then using those ideas, how are we, could you kind of give us an overview on op optimizing operations with this Florida cloud approach? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first and foremost, right, um, a Florida cloud approach is is ultimately based on two things, I believe. It's based on, on the principles that are set by an organization, and those principles have to include the leadership, um, the, the, the sort of decision makers, if you will. Um, you have the IT folks, right? Digital transformation isn't just about uh, operational technology. It's about also information technology. Um, ultimately, when you create said data and you connect said data and convert into information, you have to have the right stakeholders to own the data highway, which is the IT folks. And then you also have to have, as I mentioned, um, operational technology. You have to have the right folks who understand the machine, who work on the machine at the floor. And together, um, ideally, the principles are, 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 are set, uh, a, a, you know, a North Star, some guiding rules, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece that I have is pragmatism. Oftentimes, digital transformation tends to be this large um, undertaking and sort of boil the ocean strategy. I've seen it in, in, in my own experience as well. And, and ultimately, the pragmatism piece is just as important because it helps you identify um, what are the right steps and, and pieces that you need to take on in order to make justifications around ROI to prove your concepts within your own plans for machines? And, and, and a perfect example of being pragmatic is starting with one use case, right? Um, starting with one use case and proving out the value, justifying the ROI allows you to create a set of principles that you can ultimately scale across your plan. Very interesting. So I know one aspect of um, digital transformation and, and some of these tools can result in energy monitoring. And I can't do a presentation or get to a podcast without talking about sustainability. So now's as good a time as any. With it so important to consumers, how can energy monitoring boost sustainability in manufacturing? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a uh, huge uh, topic in our industry today, right? I mean, um, many customers have set aggressive goals uh, to reach net zero or, or, or have created sustainability targets, right? And, and you know, sustainability is one of, of, of uh, a few others that, that customers focus on, of course. 
Um, but to stick on the topic of sustainability, I kind of boil it down um, to this sort of like age old question. How do I know I have a problem if I'm not measuring it in the first place? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, customers today, um, CPGs, they, they, they all understand, right, that, that, that energy is, is obviously a utility. The resources that are used to produce said good or package said good are, are, are not really going to go away. But how can I get more with less? And um, understanding sort of a baseline or, or what normal is um, for your machine, whether it's uh, using energy, compressed air, water, steam, understanding and tracking those utilities is, is a really important step. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, that can happen at a site level or facility level, maybe a line level. But really, if you're, tr- if, if you're getting to these aggressive targets that are being set, really getting to, to, to carbon neutrality, you want to make sure that you have control and visibility or the resolution that goes down to set a machine, that goes down to a device. And, you know, energy monitoring is, is really the first step in, in, in answering that, you know, um, how do I know if I have a problem if I'm not measuring it in the first place? Very interesting. And, and I guess I'm thinking of energy monitoring and I'm wondering how else that can, that can help beyond sustainability. And I'm thinking, is this something that can also, like we know labor is an issue and, and losing experienced personnel to retirement is an issue. Is something like energy monitoring, could that ease some of the teams that are, that are you know, stretched thin because they're, they're losing um, labor? Is that something that can help close the skills gap? Yeah, I think it definitely helps uh, reduce that stretched labor or, or fill in some of the skill set gaps, right? I think, you know, Anybody who's probably listening to this show here uh, understands that finding talent and especially the right talent is, is, is becoming increasingly difficult. And the folks that have spent decades, years um, at a site are, are, are either, you know, retiring um, or, or moving to other opportunities. And, and, you know, oftentimes we call that sort of the, the tribal knowledge. I know how a machine works. I understand its heartbeat and, and this individual ends up leaving. And now um, sort of those secrets are, 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 are with that individual. Um, and what, what something like energy monitoring does um, beyond obviously begin to, to make those uh, optimizations in, in energy efficiency is to your point is it gets the data in the right hands um, that it needs to get to, right? There, there, there's a historical understanding of how this machine behaves in terms of energy consumption, peak demand, uh, hours. Um, and, 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 you know, if you talk about data, I mean, that's stored somewhere that's accessible. Um, if you look at ways to consume data, we as humans look at dashboards and visualization tools that are built around software. And, um, you know, if, if you take that a step further and you have somebody who's relatively new in the field or needs to understand how a machine operates, it's usually that interaction between that human and that interface, that software, that helps them um, fill that gap quicker than, than perhaps trying to learn on their own, right? Um, understanding what normal is and having a record of that and keeping that is a really important step in filling that skill set gap and at least getting an a idea of 
how a machine or an asset or a line is behaving. Fascinating. So then at the end of the day, everything in our, especially in manufacturing and packaging and processing, everything is about productivity at the end of the day. It's, it's about getting the product out um, as fast and as efficiently as possible. So I guess, how can this energy monitoring help packaging lines do more and experience less downtime? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, um, you know, one, one example I like to bring up is, is the topic around compressed air, for example. So, so compressed air is, is used across, you know, uh, manufacturing processes from, from packaging to processing. They're used to open valves and extended retract cylinders. Um, I kind of think of compressed air being the heartbeat of a machine or a plant, right? Um, and when you look at areas like, like compressed air, and trying to see how it impacts productivity, one of the things we think about is the rebalancing or, or balancing, if you will, of, of the devices that consume said compressed air. So the best example I give you is pneumatic cylinders and actuators. And, and oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, these, these devices are, are sub-optimized within a pneumatic circuit, you know, and by, by, by conducting a form of energy monitoring that gets to those device levels, um, you can you can figure out what that optimal ratio is between cycle time, pressure, and airflow. Um, meaning, you know, can I get the same cycle time by having that cylinder use less pressure or reduce that flow? And 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 oftentimes we see the answer is yes with 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 customers. And and that's one way of sort of going back to that comment I made very early on is is doing more or, or doing the same with less. Um, and, and that's one example of productivity. Another one is think about um, air audits, kind of in the same vein of compressed air uh, topic here, is, is today around 76% of um, manufacturers still uh, manually test for, for leakages. And by deploying energy monitoring, where you have the right airflow sensors that measure said compressed air, you have um, the right edge technology, for example, that collects, analyzes that data at the machine level, and then some visualization tool and dashboard where you can see it, you can begin to see um, where compressed air is is, um, still running, whether it's on a specific machine or a line, and start to prioritize those larger com- culprits. And now what you've done is prioritized your maintenance. You're way more structured uh, around this. And you can really begin to, to, to tackle those, those larger com- culprits first um, in your maintenance practices. So those are two examples of, of, of improving productivity from maintenance perspective, but also um, on the rebalancing of, of uh, pneumatic devices as an example. That's really cool. Like I, that, that's a great example of something that's as simple that everybody experiences. You know, anyone that's walked by a packaging line has heard, you know, compressed air. So that's a that's a good way of putting a, a picture on what we're talking about. So I guess to wrap up, do you have any a, a couple of tips on how manufacturers can begin monitoring energy in this way? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about that um, sort of idea of around around approaching digital transformation and, and, and energy monitoring around a, a floor to cloud approach. And, you know, just reiterating that I think it's important that, that, you know, folks that are listening to this look at two things, right? The principles that are set and 
having the pragmatism to start with a single use case. And, you know, by taking a Florida cloud approach, it's really about starting small and scaling fast. And scaling fast allows you to capture set of value at scale. That's ultimately what you want to do. You want to create value on a single machine and line and then and then expand that out. And, you know, I would say it starts on the plant floor. Um, and one quick way to, to, to really think about a use case is compressed air. We, we talked about it throughout this podcast. And mm-hmm. um, it's about having the right airflow sensors at the point of use that collect that data. Then you have the right hardware, whether it's a industrial PC, an edge device that allows you to quickly connect, uh, collect, analyze, and push that data to a dashboard. And you could start to get that, that, that data visualized and start to understand what normal looks like. You know, ultimately, it's also about the people that, that take on this project because, you know, using these insights, you want to make sure that you get them in the right hands of, of the operators, maybe the plant manager, maybe a sustainability manager as mm-hmm. well. Um, so taking a Florida cloud approach is, is really a way to look at a specific machine align and, and, and test, uh, learn and adjust the, the deployment of those technologies and, and start to scale that. And, and, you know, it's iterative at the end of the day. That's, that's perfect. That's a perfect button to put the end on our little discussion here. Uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to come on here and sort of break down this energy monitoring process for us. Um, so with that, we just want to really thank you for, for coming on here with us. Absolutely. No, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.